Welcome back, you guys, to another segment of Chats with Cap with me, of course, Cap. And this week, I am busy discussing a loaded topic, which is emotional delinquency. If this is not for you, that's okay. I'll see you in the next episode. But this week, I want to go into detail and in-depth on this specific topic. And <laughs> as you've noticed, I've decided to show my face and come out of the woodworks and actually record an actual video and see how it goes. Please bear with me. I'm still getting used to the setup that I want to do and I want to see for myself what works best for me in relation to the filming setup and the general look and feel of this entire setup. <laughs> okay, so emotional delinquency, emotional delinquency. Yeah, let's go into it real quick. Let's just like discuss it. Well, buckle up peeps, because this is going to be a loaded topic that I'm discussing today. And in this segment, I will be exploring emotional delinquency. I'm going to touch on a few things, but I'm not going to go into too much detail of everything that is required. Required, more like everything related to emotional delinquency. So... As a person who has spent the majority of their life being a people pleaser, this specific topic to me is um, interesting because it comes from the perspective of someone who's received um, emotional delinquent people imposing their opinions and their um, subjects towards me, which is not necessarily the greatest thing. but. Let's unpack it a bit more in this episode. So let's do it. Okay, so let's go into what is emotional delinquency. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a registered therapist or anything like that. However, I am speaking from the point of view of being a person who has interacted or have had people impose their emotional delinquency towards me but then also in turn me deflecting and putting my emotional delinquency towards them you know that theory that they say hurt people hurt people that is 100% true and being a person who is people pleasing and is always trying to help others instead of <laughs> helping myself I have fallen into um, a wormhole of some sorts of being exposed to emotional delinquent people or being vulnerable to emotional delinquent people. It's almost like I attracted them towards me and that's necessarily not a good thing. It's actually terrible because it's hindered my growth in terms of my journey to adulthood. It kind of made it very difficult and very painful and it's made it um, very difficult in settings where I'm in the process currently of unlearning those behaviors of people pleasing, but like mostly to do things for myself rather than to do things for the benefit of others or doing things because others told me to. It's different when it's a job and you have a requirement of KPIs that you need to fulfill. It's a whole other ball game where you are trying to live your own life 
and then people have opinions as to how to live that said life and have expectations or impose their expectations on you based on how you should be living your said life. So emotional delinquency in definition to me would be how <laughs> how individuals, environments, or a group of people um, terrorize you in a way that um, starts affecting your emotional and mental well-being. And emotional delinquents to me in that regard are people who are insecure in their own lives and feel the need to bully and impose their expectations of how you should be based on how they are like almost like how everything should like work towards in favor for them rather in favor for you terrible i know but that's how it is and that's the quickest way i can define emotional delinquency okay so how do we identify emotional delinquency well for me as a people pleasing person that I used to be and I'm trying to unlearn to be, it's relatively easy. The signs that I've identified of emotional delinquent people is when I come across people who cut you down and tell you like snipey comments about like either your appearance, your intellect or just general little snippets about yourself that they want to cut down so that you can feel less than. And then from there, they build onto that and then put their own insecurities on top. And then from there, start bullying you or terrorizing you mentally and emotionally. And that's how I have identified emotional delinquents to be. I'd be curious to know from your perspective, how do you identify your own emotional delinquents from how you have lived in life? Because I'm sure some of us have all been exposed to emotional delinquents at some point. But with me, I've definitely experienced that my entire life. I've had teachers, um, family members, uh, friends, all in the past. But I've identified and seen how best to protect myself and how to ensure that I deflect that um, emotional delinquency and like make sure that I learn to make sure I don't take things personally and also in the same breath ensure that I tell people that I've heard what you had to say however I am confused as to what that has to do with me because an emotional delinquent thrives um, making sure everything ends up being about them and then in turn they thrive on making sure that you become miserable and you're running around in circles trying to make things better for them at your detriment so that was the quickest way I identified an emotional delinquent and hmm it's horrible I will tell you this right now. It is absolutely, absolutely horrible. But I think it is much more convenient for you to identify those types of people immediately and quickly 
because then you would be able to determine like how far you want them to go in their treatment of you and whether or not you would even accept people treating you that way. It's literally a choice. Life is made of choices and how you want to go about them is entirely up to you. But it mustn't be to your detriment. It mustn't be to the point where you are completely unhappy and you're going above and beyond trying to make others happy. But then what about you? And trust and disbelieve emotional delinquents do not care about you. Let me repeat myself. Emotional delinquents do not care about you. They have no consideration for you. They have no regard for you. They have nothing towards you. But they will make a point of making sure that you feel bad when you decide to unsubscribe or you tell them like, listen, I'm not, whatever's going on here, it's not for me. I don't want this. I don't want to participate in this. And I am unsubscribing to this drama. And they won't take kindly to that because what I what did I say earlier? It's always a, it always boils down to you going out of your way to make things better for them, rather than the other way around. Like these people don't care about you; they care about what you can do for them, and how they can infiltrate your life to make sure that you will go above and beyond to make sure their lives are better and you're miserable for themselves. So that can be that can show up in forms of let's say something good happens for you at work or something and then you have people who you work with who don't want to see you thrive or progress or anything like that and these people will act like they're happy for you when good things come towards you but then they'll go out of their way to like you know cut you down or um make make it seem like you're incompetent and stuff like that and that's how they thrive and live off your own pain and your own emotional turmoil going on in your head that's how they thrive in a educational sense for example if you're at school you might get like um students or teachers if you're like a bright student and you're doing very well and you're busy showing up and you're shining in class that can definitely happen and my light just went out how annoying how annoying but um what i'm trying to say is that it is just very frustrating when you come across people who do not have your best interest at heart and they will make sure that you know that they do not and then they'll make you seem like you're the one at fault because of this has happened and it will be to your detriment if you allow them to continue treating you that way which is not the case you don't want people to treat you that way you don't want to be treated badly and another example would be, for example, if you have, I'm not trying to comment on people's parenting, not at all. I'm not a parent, okay? <laughs> but I am a child um, and I did come from a very strict household. And I think that because I'm such a naturally introverted person, I don't like to, you know, <laughs> 
guns are blazing, shine, shine, shine kind of vibes, um, it does become quite difficult for me when I have to put myself out there and, um, you know, show up and like, you know, really speak out and speak against all these things. When I'm passionate about it, I 100% do those things. However, because of the way I grew up, it was almost like in the scenario where children are meant to be seen, not heard. And it was more like an environment where I found myself that like, I would always be asking for permission for everything. And it's sad, but I think that's the best way the people who raised me, raised me. That was the best and easiest way to make sure that they had a lot of rigid rules and um, a lot of strict um, practices to um, implement to ensure that like there was discipline within the household, but also a form of respect for the elders and everything like that. But then, like I said, as a naturally introverted person, I took that to heart and I thought that that's how people behaved in general outside. And then it became a situation and I became confused when it came to terms of like doing jobs or working in teams and things like that and people couldn't understand why I was just being a yes man in some instances or people couldn't understand why I wouldn't speak up for myself or defend my thoughts or opinions or ideas because I never had that chance or opportunity <laughs> with the, the, the way I was raised. I'm not like trying to like um, <laughs> uh, crap on like how I was brought up or like how my parents brought me up or anything like that. Um, but it is a revelation more like for me because I realized that because I was so naturally introverted, it would have been more beneficial if they had approached things a little differently with me, like in terms of making sure that instead of like cutting me down, <laughs> they could have just been like, no, you know what, there's a better way to do this, you know, negotiate, because I respond better to negotiation than people shouting at me. I shut down when people shout at me. I completely shut down. I, I don't know what to do. I like, I freeze like this. I'm like holding my hands up and it, it became like a habit, like that's how it continued. But then now it was a bit of a detriment to the detriment of my own, you know, emotional intelligence and stuff like that because people were, were like, what are you, why are you always just like, you freeze up when people are like shouting at you and raising your voice and all these things. And hey man, it's, it's just how I was. It's just how I was brought up to be. I was brought up to be quiet and and not really have um, an opinion, but always respect my elders and things like that. But I'm not saying that having discipline and a strict household is a bad thing, but I do need to recognize that it did affect me a lot, which is why I'm discussing this topic today, emotional delinquency. Like I said, this is a very loaded subject. I'm curious to know from your point of view, like, are you an extroverted person who's always like out there and being, um, you know, very flamboyant? 
flamboyant is a big word, but what I pretty much mean is that you are not afraid to put yourself out there and you're able to um, see different perspectives. Like, how did you approach emotional delinquent people? I'm curious to know. And also you introverts, like, am I the only one who also felt like <laughs> I had to do a lot of work in order to grow and like really progress forward as an adult so that um, I can ensure for my own self and my own sanity that I'm not allowing emotional delinquency to hinder my growth and my path to life so that I can be a productive functioning human or society so those are like some of the things I really think about like I just think about it uh, and it goes into like you know do you have people who are emotional delinquents around you and like do you keep them at arm's length or are they like really close to you in your life um are they the type of people who stay by you and are your go-to people and they pretty much dictate and do everything in that regard. I mean, it's a like I said, it's a loaded subject. It's just very fascinating to try find out like how this would work. Um, yeah, I still have emotional delinquent people, um, family members, and also like um, some some peeps um, around me who I interact with quite regularly. And the thing is, I usually just keep them at arm's length for me, personally speaking. And I'm currently in a situation where some people are like questioning, why do you not spend enough time with us or enough time? Or why don't you, you know, because I'm a people pleaser, they're, they're curious to find out why I'm not like going above and beyond to make their lives better. And I'm more focused on my own well-being and growth. And now it's become a situation where they were so used to me being a prison person and just like doing everything and all of it for them and running amok and making sure that I thought of them first then for myself. And it has been hard. It has been hard. I won't lie. Because uh, to unlearn that whole process of not allowing myself to be bullied or to have people tell me exactly how I should be and how I should behave and the expectations as to like how they foresee me as a person and it's it, I guess it's confusing to them but listen I'm still in the process of trying to find healthier ways to communicate with people who have been a bit aggressive with me <laughs> um because I don't want to be in a situation where I'm not communicating as effectively as I should be. I want to be the person that they can connect with and have healthy conversations with and also respect me as a person and understand my boundaries. Because that's important. Like, if you're noticing that like you want me in your life, but then you're noticing I'm just kind of taking a backseat, it's sad, but I hope that, you know, we can grow from that and find better ways and healthier ways to communicate so that 
you know, we can be productive together. Can we, we can build stronger relationships from that, you know? What about you as a person? Are you an emotional delinquent? I know that sounds very wild. It's like, how could you ask me if I'm an emotional delinquent? But it's a real thing. Like, are you an emotional delinquent? Do you think that you bully people? I mean, sometimes you really have to look within and really see like, okay, people are avoiding me or like, okay, I might've been a bit too harsh with these people or okay, um, I've noticed that like the way people walk around me or interact with me, it's almost like they tread on eggshells. And that's not a nice thing. You want to have meaningful relationships and meaningful, meaningful human experiences, right? You want to have meaningful human experiences. And sometimes you do have to have those hard conversations with yourself and determine whether or not you are an emotional delinquent or if you're not an emotional delinquent. Because at some point, I'm sure we were all emotional delinquents. I can attest to that. I was an emotional delinquent. Let me tell you why. Because I'm so introverted by nature, um, I used to bully my siblings because... <laughs> I used to bully my siblings, like if you had siblings or if you're an older sibling, you'd understand. Because you would want them to like fall in line because you had to behave a certain way and you expect them to also behave a certain way, but then it's a little unfair. But that goes into the whole emotional delinquency thing. Like, that's something to think about. Like, I'd like to know your thoughts on that. Because it is, it is a fascinating thing to like really unpack. Hmm. What about healthy ways to deal with emotional delinquency? I think communication is key. I definitely think communication is key. And it's hard because of the people you interact with and want to communicate this to. Because on the one hand, you could be the person trying to grow and not be a victim of emotional delinquency. But then again, the person who's being an emotional delinquent to you might not see it as them being harmful or hurtful towards you. And, <laughs> and that could hurt you. Or vice versa. They might not even think of it that way. They'd be like, you know, I'm not emotionally delinquent. Like, you are just a very overly sensitive person but I don't think so I really don't think so I don't think that we should minimize people's struggles or what they go through because of our own opinions or how we perceive things should be it's wild to me you shouldn't be doing that to people we should be doing better as a society to enrich and you know, be wholesome people, like, we're supposed to evolve, right? I mean, if we go into Charles Darwin's history of evolution and, like, seeing, like, how we evolved from ape to man, you would think that, like, we would have evolved better ways of communication and better ways of interacting with each other, right? Right? We would like to think. But, yeah... This was a bit of a hard subject for me to discuss, I won't lie. But I do think I want to continue this conversation. Well, if you're interested, of course. But um, yeah, 
it'll be interesting to see everybody's perspective on like how they perceive emotional delinquency. Have you been an emotional delinquent? Are you an emotional delinquent? <laughs> Are you a survivor of emotional delinquency? How do you grow from emotional delinquency? How do you deflect from that? But yeah, I'd definitely love to continue the conversation. You can reach me on my email on chatswithkath at gmail.com or you can reach me on Instagram um, at chatswithkath or you can even reach me here on YouTube. I'm very active in my comment section and you can definitely have this conversation with me further because I don't think this is over. I think we need to continue talking about this. But uh, it's a tricky one, I won't lie. It's a tricky one because emotional delinquency is definitely something people need to be aware of and grow from. I guess that's all I have to say about that, honestly speaking. So it is what it is. With that being said, you guys, go with God and see you soon in the next episode. Ciao!